0: Hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by ForConstructionPros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. In this episode, Four Construction Pros editor, Larry Stewart talks with Chris Lewis, Senior Regional Manager at Summit Funding Group, who talks about how equipment financing can help contractors cope with the COVID economy, as well as the things to consider as companies manage liquidity, cash flow, and equipment needs in the face of pandemic business conditions. Let's dig in with Larry and Chris now.
1: Hi, this is Larry Stewart. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I want you to meet Chris Lewis. He's Senior Regional Manager at Summit Funding Group. Uh, And they're an equipment uh, lease and finance solutions provider to lots of industries, including the construction industry. But we wanted to get together with you, Chris. Thanks a lot for spending some time with us. Um, You as well. We wanted to get together with you today and talk a little bit about um, responding to the current uh, this current economic sea change that we've, we've experienced. What kinds of, of things that firms that have lots of assets on their books, lots of different financing uh, approaches in, in place, what kind of things should they be considering looking forward uh, right now and with given the uncertainty that the uh, world has thrown at us?
2: Sure, Larry. Uh, you're exactly right. There's, there's quite a bit of uncertainty in the market today. Uh, obviously we're, we're right in the throes of this, uh, new, new coronavirus, uh, pandemic. And with that said, uh, businesses need to, you know, push forward. And I, I feel really about, or, uh, uh, not reevaluate, but evaluate their current capital sources and uh, just the, what what, the, what these folks are, are going to be willing to do for them going forward. We've seen a lot of uh, requests for deferrals or workout already um, in this pandemic, and so uh, I feel that a lot of the institutional players in the market are you know slowly going to be ratcheting down um, you know what uh, what they might be willing to have done in the past uh, from a capital pr- uh, providing standpoint going forward. So uh, again, uh, prudent to uh, to evaluate and look potentially towards other sources like Summit Funding uh, with their own balance sheet capabilities going forward.
1: So the the bank you're seeing the banks get more conservative with their lending practices, and what you're saying that an independent like Summit uh, can can put together a, a, a more uh, a more flexible. Um, uh a more flexible arrangement for for companies that need you know some kind of uh special conditions for for a loan and in, in given the current condition current uh, economic conditions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, uh, we're certainly not the household name of, uh, Wells Fargo or Bank of America. and we, we, we know that we need to uh, do certain things to, to earn our market share. Um, and so, you know, working with a private fund, uh, like summit, um, you know, we, we have the ability to get flexible get creative, uh, you know, do things that some of the, the larger uh, institutional players cannot. And so that's really uh, where we've been able to carve out great relationships with, uh, uh, within, you know, all business segments and sectors and, uh, uh, credits, uh, credits across the credit spectrum, you know, ranging from investment grade to, uh, uh, you know, single B, and, and even, uh, uh, some of your C type credits of the, of the world.
1: I see. Well, what, uh, how should a, c- a contractor approach, um, current, Financing and, and future financing for or financing for future purchases, I should say. How should they approach uh, that in, in an environment um, like what we're seeing now? I mean, assuming that the that one of the primary motivators is going to be maintaining a certain high, you know, or improving their liquidity.
2: Well, sure. You know, uh, I, I think. Um, I think in the construction market, uh, a lot of the the borrowers that we work with do a really good job from a fleet management perspective, where they own some of their assets, uh, they finance or lease some of their assets, and then they rent some of their assets. And I think that should be continually considered going forward. Uh, maybe even um, you know if you were to, were to lean it more towards towards true leasing um, and even renting, given the fact that uh, we don't know where we'll be uh, you know twelve months from now um, uh, economically. Um, I think we're going to see, you know, uh, hope to see a big resurgence as we come out of this thing um, in the in the coming months. Um, but again, having the flexibility to really manage your fleet size um, and ultimately hand back equipment if you don't need it uh, would be would be uh, uh, paramount uh, so that you were, uh, I guess, able to get out of uh, uh, potential debt load uh, should the economy uh, head the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting you say a true lease. It's not like a, a lease purchase arrangement. You're, you're, you're it's not a capital. Or I'm sorry, I always, I always get the the terminology right. The, the capital lease is kind of, kind of the lease version of a loan, and and an operating lease is the, is sort of a true lease. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's uh, exactly correct. Um, yeah, okay. A, uh, a, tr- a true lease operating lease. So it'll be off balance sheet as a lender. We take the depreciation um, and pass along a lower, lower interest rate to you folks uh, to offset that depreciation. And then you write a a capital lease uh, functions and looks just like a uh, just like a true loan. Yeah, and if the
1: and if the asset you've got on an operating lease turns into something that you, you think you want to keep, you can typically convert those into into a lease purchase, can't you? And without without it's not the it's not the same as start coming from the outset uh with a with a uh a capital lease, but you can you can can make the the transition,
2: yes. That's correct. You either have a pre-negotiated fair market value buyout at the uh, end of lease term or some stated percentage of original equipment costs. Um, so it's, it's uh, certainly uh, more flexible than a uh, term note or a capital lease where you have a, you know, f- a fully amortized dollar purchase or some percentage uh, at end of term. Um, operating leases are also great within the construction uh, market where, where bonding is, is very important. Uh, just because of the balance sheet management component to uh, having having the assets off balance sheet.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the uh, operating the equipment on an operating uh, lease doesn't appear in your balance sheet, and the and the debt doesn't appear. In your, I'm sorry, not the equipment, but the debt doesn't appear in your, your your balance sheet. Yes.
2: That's correct. Yeah, it's really just a operating expense as opposed to right. um, uh, again having the having the debt reside on balance sheet.
1: Right, right. Um what kinds of of um arrangements can a uh, business that gets into, you know, distress in a situation like this where um you know construction continues to be exempt in in a lot of respects but there's we're still seeing some impact on contractors being able to move forward um on, on projects. Uh, if, a, if a company gets um uh, in in a pinch, in a financial pinch, are there ways to to work with a lender like Summit uh, to manage the the terms of financing that they have with you now? I mean, is there how would you recommend uh, a company approach a situation where like that with with you or with another lender?
2: You know, I, I think that. Um... Uh, to, to throw back to what I, I mentioned a moment ago be it that we we are a private fund and that do have that kind of flexibility uh we, we have the ability to work with people through all economic cycles it's what we've done over the last 24 years and we'll continue to do so going forward so i i, I really think that um you know if you can find a long-term partner uh like summit and uh, you know um ha- have uh have like minds. Um, it's mm. something that we are certainly will, willing to negotiate on a go forward basis. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, defaults are, are, are good for nobody, uh, but they are a reality. Um, and, uh, we've been through, uh, various, um, various, uh, uh, segments with, uh, with ups and upturns and downturns before, and have got through them all, uh, with, with each party. So I, I, I would assume we'll continue to do so going forward, uh, even though that, uh, making uh falls above above my pay grade.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well uh but it sounds like that you know it's important to remember to have a relationship with that lender and uh you know if if you, you go with somebody that isn't isn't um in the position that uh that that some of the bigger institutions are uh with pressure from from outside and and within competition for their resources as much competition for their resources you can you can find somebody who's more flexible to work that, that can work with you as somebody that's uh, like an independent uh, front of your organization.
2: yeah absolutely it, it's not a it's not a check the box uh, type process at, at Summit. Uh, we really like to you know learn about uh, our borrowers our customers um, where they've been where they're going and, and how we can support them. Um, at all stages, um, and so really, uh, some of the, the, the best customers we have today are, are guys that we uh, got into business with when they, um, you know, weren't so pretty looking on paper, you know, and they've think, proven to loyal and understand that they, uh, it's a partnership. You have, with, uh, uh, you know, everyone, everyone associates uh, your Caterpillars, your John Deere's, yeah. uh, and, your, and your your Yellow Iron providers, uh, which is, from our standpoint, uh, spectacular equipment collateral. Um, and, and so when when uh, uh evaluating the overall um, credit offering that we're willing to give uh, obviously equipment uh valuation is is part of that equation um, but a lot of times people don't uh don't associate the um, you know highly technologically advanced uh or uh, off brand equipment used equipment um, things that that banks might shy away from where they say, you know, look, if we have to take this back in a default situation. We just don't know what to do with it. Well, you know, we we don't know how to dispose of this into the overall construction market. And so um, uh, that's that's an area where we can add value. Uh, We have our equipment and and uh, equipment collateral analysts and uh, remarketing channels. And so if there are oddballs, pieces of equipment, new, used, again, specialized, um, that's certainly an area where we can add value as well.
1: right, okay, that's a very good point. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, well, you know, Chris, I, I really appreciate your time with us, and, uh, and I, I wish you the best of luck going forward.
2: All right, thank you. We uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak with, uh, with you folks and, and construction pros, and uh, um, look forward to uh, doing so again in the future. All right, thanks
0: so much. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Chris Lewis of Summit Funding Group for taking the time to talk with us today. Tune in every Monday for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by dot com. Make sure to subscribe and share. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.